Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me. Gotta start out with a huge and overwhelmed thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We together, really you guys, because I didn't do anything other than ask, crushed our goal of 1,000 five-star reviews in iTunes. We have over a month to spare, and we already have over 1,000 five-star reviews to every single one of you who took a few minutes out of your day to leave a rating and or a review in iTunes. Thank you so much. I know I've said it before, but it means the world to me because a huge part of my goal is to have this podcast reach the people who need it the most. And when it comes to iTunes, which is how a great majority of people listening to podcasts find podcasts, when it comes to iTunes, whether or not my show even shows up in a given category without directly searching for it, which if you don't know it exists, you're not going to directly search for it, depends on how many ratings and reviews it has. So I want to help as many people as possible, and I cannot do it without you, so thank you. If you hadn't yet left that rating and review, please, let's not stop. It would mean the world to me. It would be the best way to celebrate this show and what we are doing together for you to just take a minute to leave a rating and review, especially if you are able to do so in iTunes. If you're an Android user, um, you might not be able to, but that is okay. I still really appreciate you being here. If you're not sure how to leave a rating and review, I will link to a specific step-by-step how-to post in the show notes for today's episode over on primalpotential.com. Before we dive in to today's very important episode on mindless eating, especially on those evenings and weekends or times when we are alone. Before we dive in, I want to address some questions I have received in the last several days related to my own journal. So in episode 419, I was doing my year-end review, and even in the episode before that, I think I shared the three categories that I am working towards for the rest of this year as well as into 2018, and those are health, career, and relationships. Lots of questions about the journal I said I designed for myself. It's not done yet. I haven't sent it to the printer yet, but the first thing I did with it is used it to completely overhaul 
the Fat Loss Fast Track Journal. So those that go through the Fat Loss Fast Track, we have a 90-day journal that we work through. And that journal will reflect this category-style focus to help you work really on your life and not just in your life, not just get really busy with the to-dos, but fundamentally move in the direction of your goals. So just want to let everybody know that what I talked about with my own personal journal, that will be reflected in the Fat Loss Fast Track group beginning for the January session. So our first Fat Loss Fast Track of 2018 kicks off the first week of January. I'm opening up registration to everybody on the wait list. I'm also changing the overall format of the Fat Loss Fast Track, not just the journal, switching up the challenges. Really, really excited about the changes that we're making to the Fat Loss Fast Track to make it even better. So if you are not yet on the wait list, you can get on the wait list by going to primalpotential.com forward slash wait 18. Primalpotential.com forward slash wait 18 to get on the wait list for the winter fat loss fast track. Registration opens up to that wait list in just a couple of weeks. So make sure you're on the wait list. I'll put that link over in the show notes as well on primalpotential.com. For today, I want to talk about two things. The first being mindless eating and a strategy to overcome it. And the second being our unfortunate tendency to dismiss any strategy that seems too small. We're going to talk about these things in tandem today. Mindless eating first, because this is a huge area of struggle for so many people. It was absolutely this way for me. I used to eat and snack while I worked, while I watched TV, if I was bored. It was very much something to do and something to ease boredom and not as much a way to fuel my body and fuel my body for energy and health and vitality and all of those things. So because this is such a big area of struggle and because it's a habit and often because mindless eating is a way we distract ourselves and it's a form of procrastination, oh, I don't want to work on this next thing. I don't want to fold this laundry, so I might as well go get a snack. I want to talk about a very straightforward solution, resolution, for mindless eating. Now, overall, the solution for any problem is going to be different person by person. It depends on your personality. It depends on the details of your particular challenge. But I think this one is going to be very helpful for very many people. And this is a strategy in lieu of trying to eat less. So instead of trying to to focus on eating less, And also, instead of trying to focus on eating better, instead of trying to just stay out of the kitchen at night, but then once you start, you're like, oh, screw it, I'll do better tomorrow. This is a solution instead of a focus on eating less, instead of a focus on eating better, instead of a focus on just stay out of the kitchen. This is one that I shared with uh, a listener over email the other day, and I'm going to share it with you. And the focus is... Shifting from mindless to mindful. So we're not focusing on eating less and we're not focusing on eating better, but we are focusing on mindfully eating 
being totally present instead of mindlessly eating, not really paying attention to what we're doing, what we're eating, if we're enjoying it, if it's worth it, etc. And I'm going to tell you very specifically what this looks like. But I just want to be clear that we are talking about a different approach from eating better, eating less. This is not about what you are eating or how much you are eating, but rather how you are eating in general. A lot of people, myself included, especially in the past, find it really hard to not eat at night or after dinner or when you're bored. Been there, done that. So this alternative approach is shifting from mindless to mindful. Here's what it might look like for you. Eating without distraction, especially at the time of day where you're most likely to mindlessly eat. For example, if breakfast is totally cool for you, it's not a challenge, and you eat your fat loss breakfast while you're watching the news in the morning or you're going through your email or you're catching up on Facebook, that's cool. I wouldn't worry about making a change there right now. However, if the period after work before dinner or after dinner before bed is when you are most likely to mindlessly eat, then embrace at that time, during that time frame, eating without distraction. No phone, no TV, no internet. So it might be eating without distraction. It might be also where you eat. I eat at the table, period. Not in the car, not at my desk not on the couch. I eat at the table. That could be how you approach this practice of shifting from mindless to mindful. The other thing that you might say, I'm going to implement this as a solution, is you eat off an appropriate serveware. So plate, bowl, but not out of a container, not a random handful, not you know right out of the fridge or right out of the box. You eat off a plate. So this could be a three-prong approach. No distractions, eating at the table, off the appropriate container, serving dishware, spoon, you know, bowl, silverware, etc. Or it could be one or the other. When I eat, no matter where I am, I'm not on my phone, I'm not watching TV, I'm not on the internet. Or the only place I'm going to eat at this time of day is at the table. And or I always use a bowl or a plate and the appropriate silverware. You can tackle one. You can tackle all three. This is a big way of determining whether or not what you are eating is worth it. For example, if I'm in a gas station and I'm like, oh, I'd really love some sour watermelons. Am I willing to wait until I drive home, get a plate, sit and eat them off a plate at the table without watching TV or being on my phone? No, I'm not. That is very telling. There are some things, trail mix, a handful of crackers, that if you tell me, are you going to eat that without the TV on? Are you willing to eat that at the table instead of on the couch? I'd be like, no, I'm not. That is very informative. On the flip side, If you told me, hey, that red velvet cake from your favorite Boston bakery, you have to eat that off a plate at the table without a distraction, I'd be like, good. I don't want to be distracted when I eat this. I want to savor every freaking bite. That is very telling. 
Those are the things we can begin to pay attention to. And when we eat without distraction, first of all, it's worth it if we're just paying more attention. But what is very likely to happen is that you will realize it is not worth it to eat your kids' cold leftover french fries if you tell yourself that you're not going to eat it while you're cleaning the kitchen. You're going to sit down at the table and eat them off your own plate. You're like, no, mm mm-mm. But you have to be willing to have the discipline of practice in that. No, really. For today, I will only eat when I am sitting down without distraction. Or again, if it's not the workday that's a problem and you don't struggle to eat your lunch while you're in meetings or whatever, don't worry about that time of day. But if it's that evening time for today, I will not eat at night at home without dishware at the table without distractions, period. A, you're paying more attention what's worth it, what's not. B, it is going to help you decide if you really want that thing. Because there's going to be a lot of reconsidering when you realize you're going to have a dirty dish after this and you've got to turn the TV off and you've got to sit in the middle of the kitchen where your whole family can see that you are, in fact, eating off somebody else's plate 10 minutes after dinner. And, you know, it's one thing if they can't notice you, but it's not really worth it if you have to make a thing of it. That is a practice. I will be mindful. I will be mindful, paying attention, very likely to reduce how much you eat and or improve the quality of your choices. But even if you're just paying attention, that is a worthwhile improvement. Now, I'm going to ask you to trust me on something here. And if you've been listening for a while, hopefully you know that I'm only here to help you. And I'm not going to lead you astray. I'm not going to give you crappy advice. So I need you to just trust me on this. This change, going from mindless to mindful, saying, I can eat that thing, but I am going to get a plate and sit down at the table without my phone, without the TV and eat it. It's not too small. Please do not dismiss this strategy because it is not extreme enough. Whatever you're dismissing, because it's not enough, it's not a big enough change, maybe that right there is your problem, that you are still believing exclusively in big changes. And what you really need is a small change that you can sustain and then build upon. If you are someone who only embraces the all-in, total overhaul, big change, Please listen to episode 410 of the podcast. Seriously, pause this right now, go listen to 410, and then come back here. 410 is all about the overwhelming power of simplicity that most of us don't benefit from because we are dismissing those small things as too small, not big enough to make a difference. Guys, sometimes what we need is to do less but be able to keep up with the small things that we are doing. Think about an athlete for a second. And I'll use my own gym as an example. Some movements in the gym are really complex, like a snatch. And if you are an athlete struggling with your form on a complex movement, 
if you break it down into the first 10% of the movement and you drill that and you drill it over and over and over until you have that first 10% down like it's easy, like it's effortless, when you add the next 10% on top of it, it becomes easier. And you very likely will master that movement faster than if you just keep trying to do the whole thing over and over and over and over again. Do not respect speed more than efficacy. Speed, doing more and doing it quickly over getting the result that you really want. Too many of us are chasing speed and going nowhere. We're only interested in strategies that we think are going to give us results quickly, even though when we look at what we're doing, we don't maintain the work that needs to be done for that big approach. And we would, we'd already be there if we had just been willing to do less, but do it better. I've said um, in past episodes, a quote from Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier is a CrossFit athlete who says, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Do not fall into the trap of dismissing a change like, you know what? I can eat this thing at night, but I'm not going to mindlessly eat it while I watch TV. I'm going to sit down at the table and eat it off a plate without distraction. I can't tell you how many people are going to hear that and say, no, 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 no. I just need to cut out sugar. No, 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 no. I just need to implement a fasting period that ends at dinner time and goes until noon the next day. Look, your big strategies might be the reason that you are not getting the results that you want because you have two or three days of executing on that big strategy and three or four days of not executing on it. What if you had every single day of executing on the small strategy and in a matter of weeks you were able to build upon it? And going from mindlessly eating to mindfully eating was a stepping stone, a building block, a foundation to eating a little bit less and then eating a little bit better and then staying there and then eating a little bit less and eating a little bit better and then seeing results and making adjustments and improvements from there. Do not overvalue the big change that you won't stick with over the small change that you will. Do not overvalue the big change you won't stick with versus the small change that you will. Guys, this is so major. Our tendency to dismiss the small shift, especially the small shift that's a mindset shift, because we want the big overhaul that's related to an action versus a mindset. We're, we're attached to the big skill set over the small mindset. But the small mindset is going to deliver and deliver and deliver in ways that the big skill set never will. If you commit to whatever I eat, I eat it mindfully. Whenever I eat, I'm paying attention. I'm not eating with distractions. I'm not eating while I'm driving. Whatever it looks like for you, that is a building block for permanent change versus continuing to stay in the same cycle of yo-yo, back and forth. I'm on. I'm off. It was an A-plus day. It was an F-minus day. Go for the small change that you can stick with, 
that you can commit to over the big shift that you aren't ready for yet. A huge part of why we can't or don't implement this is because we are not willing to be honest with ourselves to acknowledge what is not working so we can move on to something new. We're so used to the pattern of strict pursuit, meaning 30, you know, whole 30, 21 day sugar detox, I'm eating super clean today, or I'm fasting today, or whatever that purest approach is for us. We're so committed to that, even when it's never been long term sustainable for us. I would rather people commit to one small change than bite off more than they can chew and be inconsistent with a big change. There is more value in consistency with a small change that you can be really religious about and then build upon. There's more value there than the big change you don't commit to. That, as a fundamental paradigm, can and will change everything for you. That there is more value in a small change that you will stick to and then can build upon than there is value in the big change you're fighting against. Write that down. Live it every single day. Live it every single day and your progress will really skyrocket. Value those small changes. Yeah, if I want ice cream after dinner tonight, I can have that, but I will have it in a bowl with a spoon, not out of the container, not standing at the freezer, sitting at the table without the TV, without my cell phone. That is a small change that you can commit to. Yeah, I want the leftover pie and I can have the leftover pie, but I'm not going to eat it out of the container. And I'm not going to eat it on the couch while I watch Netflix. I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm going to savor it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to eat it at the table, off a plate, with a fork, with my full attention and no distraction. Do not commit to the story of what hasn't worked. Do not tell me, no matter what I try, I can't make it work. I got an email from a listener over the weekend. This might seem like a hard right turn, but I believe that these things are related. And she was expressing to me that she's she's struggling and this is the problem and this is what it looks like. And no matter what she tries, she just can't get past it. And it's just this circle that never ends of struggle and then a little progress and back to the struggle and over and over. And my advice to her was simple and I'll share it with you. No drama, no story, no past, no future, just today. No drama, no story, no past, no future, just today. No problem, just what you are able and willing to do. Yes, we can focus on what we can't do or what we've done wrong or what our pattern is, or we can focus on what we are able and willing to do. No drama, no story, no past, no future, just today. Don't argue for how out of control you are. Don't even focus on it. Don't make a case for what a train wreck you are at night or how stressed you are, or how overtired you are, or how strong your cravings are. Instead, focus. No drama, no story, no past, no future, just today. What are you able and willing to do? What one small change, whatever it is for you, what one small change are you willing to commit to? Because the small change that you're willing to commit to will take you further than the big change you're fighting against. Eat mindfully, pay attention, 
The shift from mindless to mindful is worth it. It's not too small. It's not meaningless. It's not too small to drive results. In fact, it can be a game changer. And when we're consistent, then we can build upon it. And then we have a solid foundation instead of a rocky one, a tenuous one. Two steps forward, four steps back. That's not what we want. That's exhausting. Let's do less, but do it better. Let's do smaller things. Let's take on smaller goals, but really be consistent with them and build that foundation that we can build upon. That's what I want for you. And when you start to think, yeah, but, well, I forgot. Look, we're not going to be perfect. Maybe you mindlessly ate last night. Maybe despite your best intentions, you found yourself, without even thinking of it, eating off your kid's plate. Okay, fine. No past, no future, no drama, no story. Just today, just this moment. Don't get caught up on, oh, somebody offered me a cookie, and before I even thought about it, I was, okay, fine. No past, no future, just now. What now, what next? What small change can you practice What are you willing to do now or next to practice? Let's agree that it's better to do something small and do it well and do it consistently than to have the desire for something bigger that we don't consistently translate into action. I hope you have a very great day and thank you again to everybody who left a rating and review of the podcast in iTunes means so much to me and uh, just made me over the moon that we met and really crushed that goal with a month to spare. So I owe you all the thanks for that. I'll talk to you soon. Embrace those small strategies, stay consistent, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.